Build in, lock in, strap in. It's the Fantasy Domination Podcast! All right, fantasy football freaks and fantasy football fanatics, we are back for another week of the Fantasy Domination Podcast. Important to note tonight, due to a scheduling conflict, we're actually recording this on the Wednesday night instead of our usual new Thursday night slot, so we can't regale you with tales of mid-game Chargers-Raiders action. Thank goodness. That voice you hear is, of course, my colleague, my friend, my nemesis in occasional fantasy football leagues, Rusty. Rusty, how are you doing tonight? Yes, well, other than having to do uh, some mandated community service on Thursday nights for the foreseeable future, uh, which is why we can't be regaling you with those amazing tales of mediocre to bad with occasionally good football on Thursday nights. Um, Other than that, I'm just fine, coach. Well, I'm actually very mad about a few things, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. I hate fantasy football sometimes, even though I love it to death. All right. Well, you know what? Since we don't have any jokes to make about the L.A. Raiders, or sorry, the San Diego chart. No, wait. We'll get this re- relocation figured out. The San Diego failure of a team. No, wait. Hang on. The Los Angeles failures going up against the would-have-been L.A. failures. Instead, they're going to be the Las Vegas. God knows what's going to happen there. Or perhaps London failures. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that story. If you didn't hear it, there was a rumor floated that the Chargers were kicking the tires on relocating to London because L.A. has been a complete disaster and shows no hope of getting better. They're playing in um, a soccer stadium and not the good ones in the U.K. where soccer's big. They're playing in a United States soccer stadium where nobody cares about soccer. It's true. You know what, though? It actually, when you watch a game there, it doesn't look terrible in the, uh, you know, in that uh, in that stadium. That being said, it is, you know, it looks terrible. You know, (laughs) they're not they're not a team that's going anywhere. So could they be going to London? The team says, heck no, in language that is very strong and very, very firmly suggests that the. L.A. Rams were perhaps behind that particular rumor being planted because that's just the kind of shenanigans you would expect from two teams that are sharing a marketplace. That doesn't want football, if you look at attendance numbers, by the way. It does not want football at all. All right. right. Anyway, we'll we'll be watching that game tomorrow night with some level of interest. But I think the only thing that's that's fair to do tonight... Rusty is let's set you off. I know you've you're hot under the collar about some coaching shenanigans from last weekend. So who is gonna bear the brunt of your ire tonight? Is it Andy Reid? Is it Freddie Kitchens? Is it Adam Gase? I mean, it's really disappointing that there are so many people that we could rag on for terrible coaching moves. But no, Rusty, who's the target this week? This week, the Subject of my eye is Frank Reich of the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. 
and it's because I took a loss in my Alpha League, in part because I made some questionable lineup decisions, but I would have not made those questionable lineup decisions with full information. So here we go. T.Y. Hilton. Have him ready to start. Everything's fine. Oh, he has a little calf injury on the Wednesday. Okay, no problem. Thursday comes around, no update. Well, no, it should be okay, but just no indication that he's going to be out or anything like that. So Thursday comes and goes, and I sit Manny Sanders on my bench because I figure he's not getting the ball. All right, fine, that's on me. But he also, but I would have put him in if I'd have known what was to come. So now I got I'm gonna stare at twenty Mandy Sanders points on my bench and Christian Cook you can go screw as well because you only got me two which didn't help matters. Then comes Sunday morning or Saturday afternoon or whatever it was after I couldn't put Sanders in anymore. Oh uh well uh, apparently T Y Hilton really hurt his calf really bad on Wednesday. He's out for three to four weeks. Thank you for telling me that after I had twenty points sitting on my bench that I would have put in. You know what I had to play. Uh, instead, who I had to replace uh, T.Y. Hilton with in my lineup. Oh, I think this is going to be good. Who did you have to play? Scary Terry McLaurin, who could not deliver a Halloween weekend miracle because he was playing with the Buffalo Bills and Tredavious White was following him, which Tredavious White, by the way, has not followed anybody all season, but he decided to follow uh, Terry McLaurin. And and because they had Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback, and Bill Callahan decides, I'm going to run the ball down 20 points uh, on the road, even though we're in the second half, because that's what Bill Callahan does. So, yeah, Adrian Peterson got his. But, you know, I'm, just, I'm so mad. And it's just the misinformation for all these coaches who think they're trying to be smaller than everyone else. Then all of a sudden, boom, I lose because of that. And this is why fantasy football is so frustrating. So guess what, Frank Reich? You along, you made the Andy Reid Memorial crap list. Uh, Rusty's Andy Reid Memorial crap list along with uh, who's on that list right now. Freddie Kitchens is on it for not using Odell Beckham properly. Adam Gaze is on because Adam Gaze is terrible. Andy Reid, of course, is the founding member of that list. And Cliff Kingsbury for that David Johnson shenanigans as well. And by the way, whoever the head coach of Minnesota is, I can't even bother to look up his name right now, your Adam Thielen trickery last week is getting you my eye as well. That would be Mike Zimmer. Screw Mike Zimmer. And just because it's Bears repeating anytime we go into this, R.I.P. Wayne Fonts. <laughs> All right, you know what? We we've talked about the guy about the bad coaches again already tonight. You know, a recurring piece. I think it's time time to focus on something a little bit more positive. All right, let's do it. All right. There's nothing to focus on. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Oh. Everything's so, terrible. As, can you tell all... that? Can you tell that we lost a lot of games in fantasy last week? It was a widowmaker of a week. There were just oh. some weird performances. But let's talk about this. It's Veterans Day on Monday for all our fellow Americans. <sighs> so let's America. talk about, you know, in, well, let's let's stick, step back. In fantasy football, everybody loves the rookies and the young guys and the prospects. But what about those grizzled old veterans, the guys who make it? to a rough-and-tumble, beaten-up 25 years of age or more. What about the veterans? So in honor of Veterans Day, all right, we're going to go a little older than 25, but we want to highlight some of the guys who this year have exceeded expectations while also being older than most of the players that are started at their position. Hmm. And, so let's and, start. And, veterans oh. of, and we talk about Dynasty a lot. The vet, you can still 
veterans are still an overlooked part of dynasty especially for contending teams you can get a year of solid year two when you're in a contending window veterans are certainly not someone you want to ignore now if you're not contending get the veterans off your roster for something good obviously but they're a very often overlooked part of dynasty football when you can get a good year or two out of them when you would need to get yourself over the edge for contending purposes so it's good that we're honoring them besides just for veterans day because they are an integral part for the right teams absolutely and you know what i think we're gonna we're not going to include him on the list but I think we're just going to call this segment the Philip Rivers Awards. Because oh. these are the unsung heroes that just keep doing it year after year. But Phil hasn't Under- entirely been doing it year after year this year. Yeah. No, no. So, in honor of Philip Rivers, the guy who could be anywhere between 25 and 70, because it just seems like he's been around forever. <laughs> so, so, is that start- his age or the number of children he has, coach? <laughs> could be a little of both. So let's start with a guy who kind of surprised, and you know what, I'm honestly a little surprised to see him here on the list. Matt Stafford, having the surprisingly great season where, at this pace, he could lead the league in passing yards. It's, I mean, the talent's always been there, it's just Detroit, Detroit is, I don't know what it is about Detroit, if they've just had historically bad coaching uh, you know you're a bad franchise when you when you drive away Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, two of the best to ever play the game from an offensive standpoint. So I don't know if it's been like the whole Wayne Fonts, curse of Wayne Fonts, Matt Millen, all that other garbage going on there. But Stafford's always had the talent. And this year, we've actually seen him be good. We have. He's You know, he's got good some good receivers around him. They've got no running game to speak of, and I think a lot of that is due to their offensive line, which means that he's had even more opportunities to throw the ball. But, you know, if you grabbed him, and I guarantee he was available late in any draft, even Lions fans weren't going to overdraft this guy. And here he is, sitting right near the top and and certainly the best veteran on the board. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we couldn't talk about exceptional veterans without talking about the old man himself tom brady oh, how tom does brady. he do it freaking tom brady every freaking year he's 40 years old uh, oh man. The, i don't have time to list all the reasons i hate tom brady um it, it's a begrudging respectful hate of course uh but yeah anyway Ugh, 45 or whatever he is and he's still like top 10 quarterback in the league it's crazy Hate it. Yep. All right, and third on the list here, because we're going to give a couple at each position, Matt Ryan. Now, he's in the same situation as Stafford, where he's always been good. He's always been surrounded by some pretty great talent. But this year, much like Stafford, he's got the advantage of an absolute sieve of a defense. Oh, it's terrible. So that means that when – and Matt Ryan's been dinged up. He's missed a game or so. But when he's been healthy, you know, he's been putting up numbers. A lot of garbage time. But as we call it, as we say in fantasy, there's no such thing as garbage time numbers. Because at the end of the week, it all counts the same. That's right. So if you, you know, we all like to have the Deshaun Watsons or the Pat Mahomes or, I don't know. I mean, maybe Jared Goff. I don't know. Lamar Jackson. You want to, We all want to have those guys on our roster because you can build around them for years to come. Mm-hmm. 
if you roll the dice on Matt Stafford as a, you know, well, I'm going to let him fill in or Matt Matt Ryan or Tom Brady, they'll be good off the bench because, well, I got a good feeling about Mitch Trubisky this year. Hopefully, they're they're leading you to better, you know, to greener pastures because Lord knows guys like Trubisky aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, right. next up, where do you want to go? You want to hit stay in the backfield? Let's stay in the backfield. All right, Rusty, let's throw it to you. Tell me, who are your favorite veteran running backs from this season? Well, I've got a few I'm thinking about, Coach. Uh, maybe the one who uh, maybe I should be surprised or not surprised. Uh, he just does it every single year almost. Adrian Peterson, ADP. He's got to be pushing 38. I don't know, but he's just he is a freak of nature and he's playing on an absolutely terrible football team this year uh but Adrian Peterson I don't know what else to say he may begin to plan it again soon uh now that guys are juice or you know you have him in the league so you could pronounce his name for me coach but now that he's coming back uh for Washington I'm not sure how much longer it's gonna happen but just uh, I want to make this an Adrian Peterson appreciation moment uh just for doing it year after year took me to many a title back in the day and he's still filling in when you need him right now it's amazing he has put up some good numbers this year absolutely and I mean, you know, if you can get past the obvious distaste of the fact that he's a child abuser and whatnot. But other than that, you know, if and yeah, he's not going to be the guy going forward. But if you've had him, let's look at the last four weeks, okay? Against the Dolphins, all right, that's a bad team. But then against the 49ers, the Vikings, and well, the Bills, who are supposed to be better, he's had 136 yards. 81 yards over a, uh, he's at 103 and then 130 if you're getting that from a 34 year old veteran running back that's something to be proud of yep absolutely um so speaking of the bills let's switch uh all over to an, a gentleman by the name of frank gore speaking of 55 year old running backs who are still getting it done Again, up until Devin Singletary uh, kind of took over the backfield a little bit this week for the Bills, uh, Frank Gore has been, again, getting it done. Now, I watched I watched this Bills game. I don't know. Apparently, I wanted to watch two running backs with a combined age of 70. But I counted at least four times that Frank Gore had the ball with one yard to go, and he got stuffed on all four of them. Yeah. That led to a glorious... 11 carries, 15 yards day against the 28th ranked defense against the rush. Mm. It might be done. You know, he, yeah, he might be over. It's been a great run. He'll probably pop up at some point with like 90 yards and two touchdowns. Let's say, oh, I don't know. Um, well, the Dolphins in two weeks could be that game. You know, he's probably got one more burst in him. But if you had him earlier in the season, he gave a good run of about you know, three or four weeks there where he was, he was a worthwhile starter. And that's, that's a lot to ask for from a 36 year old running back. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's switch to one more guy who is still getting it done for the most part. And that is Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram is a guy who feels like he should be about 40. (laughs) Shockingly, he's only 29 years old, but that is an age 29. Yeah. Let's uh, and he's and he's getting he was a nice pickup for Baltimore, um, getting it done 
uh, consistently. I've grabbed him in a couple leagues because he's been a really nice LB3 flex type for me there. Uh, I cannot complain about the results that I've gotten from Mark Ingram. So, um, congratulations, Mark Ingram. Another guy who's been kind of underappreciated. Now, he had a few tough years at the beginning there, but showed what he was worth in New Orleans and showing what he's worth right now. Yeah, I think the thing that always held him back was just that he got injured and nicked up and you know he wasn't able to play consistently at that high level yeah but he's doing it this year all right let's move on to the final position because we couldn't really well we could find some tight ends but we won't take a long time on that let's talk about a few wide receivers who have kind of been sipping from the fountain of youth so to speak yeah i mean let's put julio jones up there he's he's elite you know in terms of pure talent and capability I mean, he's arguably the best wide receiver of this generation. Um, longevity as well and consistency. Mm-hmm. What he's lacked is just he's never been that big touchdown guy. Mm-hmm. But if you look, if you want a guy who gets his targets, gets his catches, and gets his yards, that is Julio Jones, the old man of the NFL. Just amazing. <clears throat> um, a couple of guys who are not necessarily perennial contenders uh, who have gotten it done this year. Uh, how about Marvin Jones? As Matt Stafford's year has been very good, he's brought Marvin Jones along with him. He's a guy I've never really been a fan of, but you cannot argue with some of the results he's had this year. Uh, hopefully you didn't play against him in that four-touchdown outburst he had, but they're starving Marvin, getting it done. And more importantly, hopefully he wasn't sitting on your bench during oh, that outburst. Yeah. he. I believe he was for VV Bill, but it is what it is. Um, Another guy who... Maybe this is biased because he was sitting on my bench, uh, but Emmanuel Sanders, he was supposed to be done after that Achilles injury, uh, and then he was also supposedly done after being saddled with Joe Flacco, uh, 2019 version of Joe Flacco on the Denver Awful Broncos this year. Um, I'm, I've am i got him. I almost dropped him in a few leagues, and hopefully it's going to pay dividends. I'm hoping I get more games like the one last Thursday night going forward because he looked darn good and he looked like he had a, a thing going with Garoppolo. So despite Flacco and now despite moving teams and despite an Achilles injury, he's not bad and is giving me some encouragement to help me get past some of the other wide receiver problems I've been having. Knock on. Yep. Absolutely. That's, you know, he's, I thought he was done as well. You know, that injury, but he's come back, he's playing. That's just fantastic to see. And hopefully he's doing it for you. Mm-hmm. And how about Golden Tate? Just another guy that, you know, you can call him Golden Tate or you can call him whatever, but he, especially if you're in the PPR leagues, my, he has been a very, after he had his little suspension problem for fertility drugs, quote unquote, uh, all of a sudden, He's a PPR, very good PPR fill-in right now. Yeah, I mean, especially considering his quarterback is the uh, wildly inconsistent Daniel Jones. But you know what? I want to recognize one other guy here, Cole Beasley. Cole this is just this is a guy who kind of went under the radar when the slot receivers were moving around. He has been exactly what the Buffalo Bills needed, and from a fantasy perspective, he's put up four. 10-point games, he's had – his worst game has been three points, which is – I mean, that's awful. But if you're forced to slot him in as a wide receiver three or a flex play, well, I mean, you could do worse. You know, I, I have done worse this year. I think we've all done worse this year, Deontay Johnson. Oh. But, but what's important to note is sometimes you just got to find a guy that fits, 
And in this case, Beasley's been one of those guys. Now, I know you wanted to crap all over the veteran tight ends. And it's completely true. I don't want to let this pass. We look down the list. Greg Olson, Jason Witten, and Jimmy Graham are rough ranking roughly 11th through 13th in your PPR leagues, which is, uh, well, that means they are barely qualified as starters. Yeah. They so, are guys yeah. who, I, who if, if they are available, I'm going to grab them with the, with the bye weeks coming up maybe, um, especially with if you've got Travis Kelsey, that week 12 uh, awfulness is coming up. Uh, you never know. Might be a guy I should pick up, but yeah, the, t- the it's it is really the young tight ends this year. But you could do worse than those guys for a bye week fill-in. Yep, you could have to play OJ Howard. Oh, yeah, I know, Coach. You wanted to play the game. We're running out of time for this segment. Maybe next week we'll play the uh, that that game we were talking about where I'm gonna name it. You're gonna name a guy, and we're gonna determine if he's a real guy or he's a guy who scored more points than OJ Howard this year. And that's yep. a de- depressing game. All right, one last name we're going to throw out here. Another, the, the I believe, the oldest man in the NFL, Adam Vinatieri. Mm. He's had good games, and he has literally cost his team two wins. So I don't know where you want to rank that in terms of having a great Veterans Day. But you know what Adam, that was, Coach? That I'm going back to my T.Y. Hilton, Frank Ray for just a second. That's karma for that garbage they pulled with T.Y. Hilton. Brissett got hurt. Normally I say I don't like to see injuries. That's karma too. I'm glad Brissett got hurt. I'm glad they lost that game when Vinatieri absolutely yoinked one uh, to win the game. That's what you get for screwing with Rusty. And that's what you get for screwing with fantasy owners. That's instant karma. Take it. All right. All right. Rusty is heated up again, so we are going to take a break, and then we are going to come back with a very quick trip through our favorite games of this upcoming weekend. All right, folks, we are back with the second half of the Fantasy Domination Podcast. We took a little extra time. I apologize for that because I'm very heated up about losing in the Alpha League last week. No thanks to T.Y. Hilton uh, and that injury nonsense. So we're going to go, and we mean it this time, lightning round. We're going to go through every game of the week, and we're going to go yay, nay, or meh in terms of what we think for the fantasy production. So, and and maybe a quick comment, and I mean quick, coach. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right, first up. Thursday night game, since we're not doing it on a Thursday night. 4-5, and five, Los Angeles Chargers travel to the 4-4 four four Oakland Raiders. They're still Oakland Raiders? Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, whatever. Yay, nay, or meh, coach? I'm liking this one. This is gets a yay for me. All right, I'm going to meh. Thursday night, bad teams. Uh, I think the run is over for high-scoring games. Uh, Kansas City, 6-3, visiting... Uh, the team that the team that will put me to sleep if I say their name. So I'm gonna have you say their name, Coach. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, yay on this one, mostly for Kansas City. I'm gonna give this a Nashville hot meh. All right. Uh, three and five and one Arizona traveling to the two and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one gets a yay for me because these teams are terrible on defense. Although you may not want to start your Arizona running backs because the Tampa Bay are a pass funnel. And I would say only watch this game if you have a note from your doctor. <laughs> All right. All right, here's one. Uh, I think that applies more for this next game. The Battle of New York. The, or maybe the Battle of New Jersey. The Giants face the Jets. I don't even, it doesn't matter who the home team is. They're both terrible teams. This one gets a nay from me. 
Oh, this gets a hard no from me, too. All right. One in seven Atlanta trans- travels to seven one New Orleans, despite the record disparity. This one's got a yay from me. Yeah, I'm looking at a big yay. Um, we're going to see the Saints light up the board, and I think the Falcons playing in the in that garbage time are going to get their points as well. Mm-hmm. Six and two Buffalo travels to two and six Cleveland. This is a nay for me because Buffalo's got a good defense. Cleveland has no idea what they're doing. Freddie Kitchens is incompetent as a head coach in terms of calling offensive plays, and this feels like one of those games that Buffalo will do just enough to win. Yep, even in a good game, Buffalo's offensive starters aren't really worth playing. And the uh, Browns, pff, who knows? Baltimore 6-2 and two, travels to 0-8 Cincinnati. I'll do a mad because it'll be great for Baltimore, terrible for Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty much. I don't even know if the Bengals have any fantasy players left. Uh, AJ Green might be back. 3-4-1 uh, Detroit travels to 3-5 and five Chicago. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go nay on this one. I'm not liking – I'm not like – I got a bad feeling in this one. Yeah, we just talked about how much we like Stafford. This is not the game to like Stafford. No, and Trubisky remains terrible. Uh, 1-7 Miami at 5-3 Indianapolis. Indianapolis has lost a lot of players to injury. I am going to go a nay on this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, even if Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton are playing, I still think this one's just going to be a, oh, a mediocre Hilton. fantasy game. T.Y. Hilton's even not Even if playing. they were playing. They're not. They would, yeah. It would be mediocre to watch and mediocre for fantasy. But, you know, he's doubtful, even though they said he'd be out three to four weeks. And I can't I... eye out him. Uh, five and three L.A. travel the phone for Pittsburgh. I'm going to give this one a meh. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh's not exciting, but they're getting the ball done. The The challenge is L.A. is just there. You know, I don't know what we're going to see. This one could be 17-13. It could be, you know, 38-35. I really don't know. This feels like middling teams with uh, good defenses, which will make for some terrible football uh, from a fantasy standpoint. 5-3 uh, Carolina travels to 7-2 Green Bay. I'm going to say yay on this one. I know the defense is supposed to be pretty good. I just got a feeling that this game in on the na- in the national TV spotlight is going to – Aaron Rodgers is on fire. And, yeah, I'm going to go a yay. A, a tentative yay, but I'm going to go a yay nonetheless. I'm going to say yay-ish because we know that the Packers have something to prove – and it wasn't that long ago that we saw the the uh, you know when the Panthers played a good team they got completely obliterated. So this is a real show me game for both teams, and that makes it an absolute yay. How will they respond to the Cam Newton IR situation? Too it may not be anything at all. It won't make a difference because this is CMC's team. All right, uh, Sunday Night Football six and three Minnesota travels to five and three Dallas. Ah. Uh... I'll give it a tentative yay. Mostly from Minnesota. Uh, their defense is pretty good. Which Dallas team is going to show up is going to be the question. Yeah, um, I'm definitely liking liking this one as a fantasy game. Both teams should put up the points. What that looks like is going to be good for your fantasy rosters. And finally, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said nay on this one. But 7-2 Seattle on the Monday night at Travis, Travels to 8-0 San Francisco. Given what we've seen on their defenses lately, I'm going to give this one a, a surprise yay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go along with that. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a game to watch. I don't know what it's going to be for fantasy, but, I mean, at this point, you can't bet against Russell Wilson. I'd, I'd be a little hesitant on Chris Carson. Otherwise, I'd play your guys for the 49ers. I mean, I don't you know. If you still got a 49ers running back, why not? Might be his week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, passing game, still a little leery on Jimmy G, but uh, I think, like I said, I think it's it's definitely play your play most of your Seahawks and enjoy the heck out of this game. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, Monday Nighters haven't always been uh, enjoyable, so this should be a good one. And that's the rundown of the games for the week. So good luck in all your fantasy needs. And don't forget, you can if you have fantasy questions, we have fantasy answers. We want to help you dominate your leagues. You can hit us up on the Twitter, uh, mostly on the Twitter, I believe. Coach has all the details on where you can find us on those different places. We're here to help. We're here to help you dominate. We always say give us 30 minutes, we'll give you the championship. And that, that extends to the Twitter as well and all the social media. Coach, tell them where they can find us. You can email us at fantasydominationpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter. That's the best place, the FD, at the FD pod. If you've got questions, we will give you an answer and we will help you dominate your league. And that goes for these stupid NFL coaches too. You can hit us up because we'll tell you what's what and we'll tell you how to run your teams the right way. So bitter. So, so bitter. All right. Well, thank you for... Uh, listening to another wonderful uh, edition of the Fantasy Domination Podcast. Uh, with, uh, we wish you good luck this week. Uh, for the coach, I'm Rusty, and this has been a production of Harpoon Media. Oh, thank you.